0: for the welcome, stunning worship tonight, Neil. Where's it gone? <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Um, it's quite a while since I've felt the, the tangible presence of God like that. Um, you know, it's really, really great as a preacher to be able to um, to just come up on the platform and um, step into the, the anointing that's already there, rather than having to build from scratch. Um, this. We just love the the atmosphere in this church. Hey, well, my um, title tonight um, comes um, not actually from the Bible, um, nor from a a Christian guy at all, um, but um, from a a guy you may have heard of who's called Julius Caesar. And um, there was one time uh, Julius Caesar, as you probably know, was a Roman. A dictator sort of guy um, who marched around Europe, um, taking over the land left, right, and center. And one time, when he he marched into this country and um, took it over, he sent this letter back to a friend in Rome, and it said these words Veni, Vedi, Vici I came, I saw, I conquered. And, you know, while there may be much about Julius Caesar's life that we would not want to emulate, um, I believe we can catch hold of something from those three words. It's nice and succinct in Latin, isn't it? Veni, Vedi, Vici. I came, I saw, I conquered. And um, so, inspiration tonight from Julius Caesar, but um, even more so from um, Paul de Jong, one of my heroes from the faith, who I, I heard preach on this subject many years ago and most of all Jesus because he's the greatest conqueror of all isn't he he's the guy that conquered sin and death and hell and that's why we're we're here tonight because of Jesus and you know Jesus said this to his disciples the, the 72 of the disciples had had been out and um, they'd been here there and everywhere and they'd been going out in Jesus name and they had been doing what Jesus did and it says in Luke 10 verse 17 the 72 returned with joy and said Lord even the demons submit to us in your name he replied I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven I have given you authority to trample on snakes the scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy nothing will harm you however do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you but rejoice that your names are written in heaven And so you see, Jesus was a conqueror, but he wasn't just conquering for his own sake. He was conquering for us. He said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. You know, he said that to the 72, and I believe he says the same thing to us tonight. Because the Christian life is supposed to be an overcoming life. And it's a tragedy how many Christians don't realize this. You know, we can hear a a great series or, or we can get a great dream and we can realize that God loves us and that he has a future for us. But sometimes we forget that in reaching that future, we have to overcome. Life is about overcoming. A baby spends nine months inside its mother and in total comfort and security and then out it comes and it has to overcome. And, you know, from that point on, from that point of birth, then we need to be overcomers. We need in life to overcome the challenges that the world throws at us. And so the Christian life is not about, well, I've got a nice little dream. You know, (laughs) charismatic Christians are, are great at having nice little dreams and then doing absolutely nothing about them. No, the Christian life is not about the nice little dream. It's about Veni, Vedi, Vici. I came, I saw, I conquered. Because you were born to overcome. If you're a believer tonight, you were born to overcome, not in your natural birth, but in your spiritual birth. Because as soon as we became kids of God, we became like Him. God is an overcomer. Jesus is an overcomer. And we are called to overcome also. The Christian life is about realizing that we need to build that into our lives to develop an overcoming spirit. It's about understanding that life is a battle, but it's a battle that we can win. So, Caesar said, Veni, I came. You know, Julius Caesar did not stay in Rome. He wasn't a stay-at-home emperor sort of guy. He, He went marching here, there, and everywhere. He embarked on a journey into new territory. He stepped out of what was safe and comfortable and he advanced into places that he did not possess and you know we can be in the most amazing environment you can be here tonight in some of the the highest quality praise and worship in scotland i reckon and yet we can go home just the same as we were before why because the environment surrounded us but it didn't relocate us it touched our emotions but we didn't step out of our comfort zone. And, you know, if you're like me, you've, you've probably been in amazing worship experiences and then gone out and found that you were just the same as before. But, you know, I'd encourage you to seek God because there have been other times when when I've been in the most amazing worship experiences, when I have met with God and I've gone out from that, that room changed. I remember the um, Chris Outreach Center European Conference in the year 2000. Uh, I can remember lying on the floor of the, the building in Brighton as um, God just spoke revelation after revelation after revelation about planting churches. You know, I'd been, I'd been hearing from God in, in bits and bobs over the preceding years, but the, the, the power of that moment when God spoke into my life and I went out of that meeting changed. Um, I didn't go back to the flat. and um, I drove up onto the devil's dike. You know, I, I felt it's time to pray. And I thought, where better to pray than on the devil's dike and send him <laughs> running? Um, and I, I went up there onto the devil's dike and I prayed at the top of my voice. If there was anyone in the vicinity, they'd have thought I was a lunatic. But, you know, God changed my life uh, in that meeting and i 'd encourage you allow the presence of God not just to touch your emotions but to relocate your life. We have to learn to leave what we are and become what God wants us to be and that 's probably not about moving geographically, although for me it was god God moved us in the course of time from Ayrshire to Inverness but Often it's not about a geographic move. It's not about a change of of location in that sense. But it's about a stepping out from our comfort zone and entering into something new. Beginning to become more of what God wants us to be. Putting our feet on some new ground. You know, we can't change a life of negativity and defeat. We can't change a life of, of mediocrity. Unless we rise up to another level... We can be excited by the possibilities, but possibilities don't change our world. It's action that changes our world. It requires movement. Yes, we need inspiration. Yes, we need the vision. Yes, we need the dream. But then we need to translate it into reality. And some believers have never left the security of the of that bubble in which we in which we feel comfortable. And you know, if that's you, maybe God is saying, "Come on. You've got to veni. You've got to come" into the land you've got to come into a new place there's a point in in Jesus' ministry when he did this amazing miracle with the loaves and the fishes we often call it the feeding of the 5,000 but actually that day the Bible says there were 5,000 men so there were probably 12,000 plus people there Jesus fed the lot of them and for the disciples who were watching and and helping that would be, be an amazing experience they would have been on absolute high that day, uh, having been a, a part of that miracle. And then Jesus sends them out in a boat. Immediately after this, Jesus sends them out in a boat, and suddenly everything changes. The, the wind's blowing, the, the waves are high, everything's unexpected, it's, it's very turbulent. And the disciples are thinking something like this, where are the miracles now? You see, the disciples didn't need any faith for the feeding of the however many thousand people it was. Jesus needed faith, but the disciples hadn't needed faith. And in that sense, they'd been bystanders. They didn't feel like bystanders. They'd been there. They'd been carrying the baskets. They'd been serving the food. But it hadn't required any faith from them. And it was, wow, there's this amazing miracle. But... So often it's like that in in our church. Churches also, you know, everyone's excited when the pastor has faith or the visiting speaker um, comes, and and the miracles are flowing. But then, when the pastor's not there or the the visiting speaker's gone home, then things begin to get turbulent, and people start to ask, where are the miracles now? Maybe God's left the church. Maybe we should leave too. And all this this instability comes around people's lives. But God is still there. God is always there. And what God is probably saying is, now it's your turn. You've seen the pastor believe for the miracles. You've, You've heard the amazing miracles from the visiting speaker. Now it's your turn. Now it's time for you to build some faith. Now it's time for you to put this into practice. But God, we're in a storm. Look at the waves, look at the wind. We can't believe for miracles in a storm. Where else are you going to believe for them? If you stay in your comfort zone where it's nice and tranquil, you don't need a miracle. You you need a miracle when you're out doing something in response to the command of God, where the waves and the, the wind of life are giving you a bit of a buffeting. It's time to venture. It's time to come into the land. It's time to arrive somewhere new. It's time to step forward. And let's pick up the, the story in Matthew 14, verse 25. It says, During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. And they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. And I'm going to stop reading there. You probably know what happens next, but I don't want to focus on that tonight. Now, I wonder, why do we focus on on Peter's lack of faith, when in fact Peter was the only one who stepped out of that boat. Yes, he was imperfect. Yes, he began to sink. Yes, Jesus has, had to rescue him. But he was the only one who got out of the boat and walked on the water. He was the only one with a seed of faith in his life that night that said, I am going to step out into something new. I am going to try something I've never tried before. I'm going to respond to the call of God. To what Jesus is saying to me. Come, said Jesus. And Peter came. Veni, I came. And he, he walks on the water. A miracle takes place because of the faith in Peter's life. And you know, we need to do the same. We need to walk towards what God has called us to. You know, sometimes we're waiting to, to see it and we wonder why the, the dream never materializes. But yet we're not moving towards him. You need a Veni. It's time to step out of the boat, and it's time to walk on the water. Jesus didn't sit around in heaven having nice dreams about the future of earth. He did something. He, he came. Veni. He said, I am come that you may have life, and life in all its fullness. And we need to make a decision to step towards our dream. It's action. It's movement. Jesus said, ask, seek, and knock. And if what you're praying for is just something that's that's out there, and you're not walking towards it, then you're not going to see it materialize. We don't have to sit around waiting for, for God to open a door. Let's go and find a door. Let's give the door to good kicking if it needs one. You know, We think sometimes I don't know what God's going to do. Well, it's time to Venny. If we take a step, then maybe we'll see what God is going to do. Life doesn't happen by accident. This church wasn't planted by accident. It was a it was planted with purpose. It was Kevin and Cheryl responding to the call of God, responding to the voice of God. And I'd encourage you, we still need to be a people of purpose. Never let go of the dream that God has given this church. You know, what we see here today, great as it is, it's only just the beginning. God has so much more for the junction. A vision to, to plant churches across the north of Scotland. You know, imagine what we have here tonight, replicated in, in town after town after town across in Scotland be inspired and live with purpose to further the vision that God's given this church. And never let go either of what God has given you personally. Instead, move towards the dream because you were born to overcome. So we've had Veni, And then it's Vedi, I saw. And Julius Caesar didn't just see in the sense of, oh yeah, there's a nice view from this hill. No. He didn't just look at ...at what was there at the time and admire the scenery. He saw the future. He saw what could be. He saw the possibilities. As he stood there and surveyed the land... ...he wasn't thinking, oh, well, that, that's a nice field over there. He was thinking, no, that's where I can start a city. That's where I can base my legions. That's where we'll put a road in. He's thinking of the possibilities. He's imagining the future... He's saying, This land is going to be ours. And you know, that's what we need to say also. This land is going to be ours. And to be an overcomer, you need to watch the way you see things. You need to allow yourself to tune into the right kind of focus because every day I'm presented with things which seem to contradict my dream. You know, every day, every week. Something will, will rear its ugly head in front of you and say, hey, I'm challenging this dream. And say, hey, I, you, you're believing for this and this and this, but, but I'm a powerful circumstance. I'm, a, I'm an event. I'm something that's happened that, that contradicts that, that says it simply can't happen. It's so easy to see what's happening above the ground and not see what's beneath it. It's so easy to give up and think, I'm never going to break this. I'm never going to push through. I'm never going to crack, beat that habit. But, you know, if that's all you're seeing, and you don't see that God created you, that God has a plan, that God has a future that is beyond what you can see today, then you're never going to see the power for that dream to become a reality. You've got to develop the vedi. Seeing things differently. I came, I saw. How are you seeing life? How are you seeing your vision? How are you seeing your dream? How are you seeing the future for this church? Because what you see can rule your life. We, if we're seeing the, the, the greatness of what God wants to do then that will be what is dictating to us. That will be what is speaking to us. That will be what is leading and guiding us. If we're just seeing the obstacles and the problems and the reasons why we can't get there, then that will rule our life in its place. And you know, your biggest obstacle to reaching your destiny is not Satan. It's you. Satan was defeated on the cross. And it's only what he can use in us that makes him effective. Don't give him material to work with. Only you stand in the way of your dream. Jesus said to his disciples in Mark 8:18, 8, Do you have eyes but fail to see, and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember? And he goes on to describe that feeding of the 5,000. And he's saying, why hasn't this inspired you to think bigger? You saw it. And yeah, the disciples all saw it. They saw it with their physical eyes. But Jesus is saying, hey, what about those spiritual eyes? What difference has that experience made to you on the inside? And we're very quick to look at the natural prognosis. The challenge for us is beginning to see the way God sees. To see the possibilities, to see the potential. We need to see the obstacles also, but not to be daunted. Simply to see what needs to be overcome. Veni, Vedi, Vici. I conquered. When Caesar saw this new land, he saw not only the potential of a new Roman province, but he saw what he had to do to make that a reality. He had a confidence. I am going to take this land. It was a self confidence or a a confidence in his armies. That's not what I'm asking you to have tonight. But um, Caesar was confident. He made a plan, he developed a strategy, and then he went to war. And his plan became reality. And you know, one of the great distinctives of our INC movement... ...is, is that that same spirit of, we're going to take this land. Do you remember the song? Nope. <laughs> Maybe you haven't been in C or C as long as I have. But we had a song back in the, in the early 90s... ...which said, we're going to take this land in the name of the Lord. Do you remember that, Brian? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And um, some Christian um, journalist guy came along to Brighton um, to to do a story on the amazing things that were happening in the Brighton church. And he heard them singing that song and he wrote this article. Who do they think they are saying we're going to take this land? And, you know, he had mistaken what was going on in that place. He, he had misunderstood it because it wasn't a self-confidence. It wasn't a, 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 a I'm going to take this land. It was a we're going to take this land because God has enabled us to be overcomers. It's all about God and it's nothing about us. And so it's not about the size of the battle or the challenge or the things we've been through. It's about the spirit to say, because of God, I can overcome. You know, seldom is there a miracle without an overcoming human being. We need to thank God for the miracles that just happen on their own because God does work sovereignly. But actually, there's very little benefit to a miracle that just happens on its own except for the miracle. And, you know, I don't want to belittle miracles, miracles are great. But a miracle that flows through you, that flows from your faith, that is a particularly powerful thing. Because it's great not only for its own sake, not only for the, for the result that it brings, but for the impact it has in your life. It builds you up to a new level and it inspires other people also. If you've overcome great challenges to get to where you are today, what a testimony you have Um, To inspire other people. What a platform to say to the world, look what God has done. What an ability to give hope to a world that's crying out. To inspire people to say, if I can do it, and I'm nothing special, you can do it too. Because it's not me that's doing it really, it's God that is doing it through me. It's the power to be an overcomer. You see, God's plan is not to overcome for me. It's to overcome through me he's an overcomer and he's made me an overcomer also and likewise with you. We've been positioned in life to gain the victory. Therefore don't allow the devil to focus your eyes on things that aren't working. You know there's always something that isn't working quite right but we don't need to keep focusing on that. Let's focus instead on what God has spoken on the dream that is before us. Begin to see what God's promised. So often we look for life without struggle. But you won't bring something to birth without going through the birthing process. We've got this great baby here on the front row. You know, There was a process to, to bring that baby into this world. It wasn't, it wasn't born without a struggle. And we don't achieve anything worthwhile in life either without a struggle. so don't stagnate don't settle for where you're at now don't don't agree that that the place you've reached in life is is all you're ever going to achieve no way don't settle for that God has so much more Revelation 12.11 says this they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death Here is talking about a generation that is saying death is not the obstacle. Death is not going to decide whether or not I commit. I'm in. I'm totally in. I'm totally sold out for the cause. And you know, when we get totally in, when we get totally sold out, then we get totally released. Because then we're positioning ourselves so that we can overcome the enemy. When we're totally gods, then he can totally use us notice there are two components here there's the blood of the lamb that's the the God component if you like Christians are not better than other people We're, we're no different in ourselves, the difference is that we can take hold of the blood of the lamb, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross he came to earth he came and he brought you healing, freedom, forgiveness and You know, if you're in a struggle tonight, you probably won't be able to win that struggle alone. But by the blood of the Lamb, you can. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on that cross so that you could win your struggle today. And we need to to remain focused on that cross. We need to remain focused on that sacrifice, on the power of Jesus' blood to, to enable us to have victory. He paid the full price, so we have full access. And our place of authority comes through the blood of the Lamb. And so we always need to say, it's not by my ability, it's His. It's not me that's special, it's Him. It's not my power, it's His power. And we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And the second part here is the word of our testimony. That's the me component. Our testimony speaks of what God has done. So often our focus is on the current moment. And we need to be careful that we don't allow the current moment to rule our life. When we're under something, when the enemy's pressing against us and you know we're feeling that we're under pressure, it feels like we've been under that pressure our whole lives. But don't focus on that moment. Don't focus, however real it is, Don't focus on on that pressure that's coming against you. Don't live under the words that have been spoken over you by other people. Don't live under the failure of the past. Don't live under those people that let you down, those people that abused you, those people that attacked you. Don't live underneath that. Do not allow that to dominate. Instead, you need the testimony. The word of your testimony. If you're a believer, then you have a testimony of who God is. And you have a testimony of what he's done for you on the cross. So often we focus on the short term. We focus on what's happening here and now. And we make a decision based on those short term realities. Don't blow it in a moment. Don't pull out because something's difficult today. Sometimes a thought enters our mind. Where's God in all this? Where was God back there? God has been with you all the way and if you look back at your life you will see the places where God broke through on your behalf let's focus on those things you overcome by the the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony don't allow some upset today to determine your future keep speaking out the truth of what God has done either speak out the dream for your tomorrow or the, the testimony of the past don't speak random words. Don't don't speak what's what's f- your emotions are saying. It's your testimony, and it's your future. It's your past, and it's your dream. Speak out of that. Today shouldn't be our focal point. It's our future in God. You know, s- s- storms are tough. I remember the the year we were believing for a, a building for our church in Inverness. A, a, a visiting minister with a prophetic gifting had come in, in January and he, he'd said, I see a building. He said, I see a building. By the end of this year, I, I see a building. And we, we said, hey, we're going to catch a hold of that. We're going to believe for that. We, we'd had a building fund running for a number of years, but there was no building on the horizon we were scanning the newspapers, we were watching the, the websites, and there was, uh, there was nothing in, a, in our price range um, or be, beyond our price range that was in the slightest way suitable. And we developed a strategy that year where people in the, in the church would, um, would give by standing order, and the whole church got behind it. And um, gave monthly. Many, many people giving above and beyond what they what they could afford in the natural. And you know that unity bore fruit. And in the summer, this building came on on the market, and and we thought that's that's the building for us. And I threw all my energy into that building. I got the the mortgage sorted. I got this checked out and that checked out and the other vast amounts of time. Uh, there was a closing date set for the building the, the church were all fasting and praying and um, we put our bid in substantially above the, the asking price and then we get this, this news through you didn't get your building you know what do you do in a situation like that what do you do in the midst of that storm we were believing God for a building but circumstances had turned against us we, we were saying, yeah, yeah God, we're, we're believing for a building. But yet, here's his letter saying you didn't get your building. It had been, we'd, ever since we moved to Inverness, we'd never seen a, as good a building as that come up. The city center location. What do we do now? And you know, it's like that in the storms of life. It's like that. You're under pressure. Circumstances seem to be turning against you. God has spoken and yet the opposite seems to be happening. Well, you know, we need to keep believing. We need to keep that overcoming attitude fresh in our life. Veni, Vedi, Vici. It doesn't change just because the circumstances change. God doesn't change just because um, something has gone wrong in the natural. And so we just kept believing. We kept praying. And we got a phone call saying, Hey, come and check out this other building. And it was the. There were two buildings that had gone on the market together. Um, the smaller one was the one that we'd been after, which had been the church halls. And it would have been a perfect building for us to move into um, in, in the short term. We could have gone in there quickly. Um, there, there was space for, I don't know, 60, 70 people there. It would have been perfect in the short term. But we went into this, this other building, the much larger the church building, which we hadn't looked at before. And there was space in there for years and years of growth. And, you know, God was saying, hey, you, you were focused on that, um, on that thing that looked good in the natural, but here's what I want you to take on. And it was the most enormous challenge. It still is. We're, we're not worshipping yet in that building. There's, um, the, the, the financial demands of that building are huge, but the potential of that building is even greater. And you know, God broke through on our behalf because we kept strong in the Lord, yes, it was a shaking, yes, it was a it was a difficult time, but you know we just need to keep believing when circumstances turned against us veni vedi vici I came, I saw, I conquered, and you know we came we 've seen and we're we 're still in the process of conquering, but every every month takes us a step closer to to conquering. Um, and being into that building. Let's keep believing God. Vici, let's conquer. A victorious life is not a life without challenge. It's It's a life that overcomes. Whatever comes, you've got to keep going. I can keep on looking and wishing it never happened pointing to the people and life circumstances that, that turned against me, that robbed me. I can, I can always find something to moan and complain about if I want to. So can you. Or instead, I can look at life and circumstances and say, I was born to overcome. I see all that. Yes, it's real. But my t- testimony is going to be veni, vedi, vici. I came, I saw I conquered. And when we do that, we will see the glory of God released in our cities. Let's pray together tonight. Father, we thank you for that overcoming spirit. Lord, we thank you that um, that was the spirit of Jesus to overcome. He went down into the grave and he rose again an overcomer. And Lord, we thank you that you've equipped us to follow in his footsteps. We don't need to overcome sin and death and hell. But we need to overcome in life and Lord I thank you You you've made a way you've made a way thank you Lord you know maybe you're here tonight and you've never embarked on this life that I'm talking about you've never made a decision to to follow Jesus and so you're, you're quite rightly thinking tonight well I'm I'm not an overcomer. Well, the reality is that you can be. Because of what Jesus overcame for you,